Chapter 8 of The Adventures of Diggledy Dan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Adventures of Diggledy Dan by Edwin P. Norwood. Chapter 8 In Which the Pretty Lady Continues Her Story. Hidden away in the folds of that mantle called Twilight which as everyone knows is laid over the earth with every setting of the sun is a wee little hour that is fairly made for the telling of stories and to those of spangleland who know how to find it though none save they who possess the petal watch will ever learn how there is a very minute which marks the beginning of half-past twilight and that is the best time of all with its coming the blue of the tent-pole seems to grow a shade softer and the great rope-fretted roof and the lazy breeze-wafted walls melt from white into gray it is then that the red and gold cages slyly gleam from their places in the circle they form and most wonderful of all then that every door opens thanks to good tubo tan and on this particular evening of which you are to hear you may be sure that the funny old clown in the polka-dot suit that's diggledy dan and the chattering brown fellow with the twinkling brown eyes monkey of course had loosed all the animals much faster than ever before the reason you've guessed it the promised story from the pretty lady with the blue blue eyes hardly had the animals taken their places when there came the sound of hoofbeats mingling with the laugh that was so like to tinkle bells and into the circle galloped the white white horse bearing the one for whom they all waited a merry twilight she cried as the two came to a stop in front of the group a merry twilight to you answered lion and then all the rest added their voices in greeting while dan skipping to the side of the white white horse offered his round pointed hat as a cup to receive the pretty lady's foot that he might assist her to alight this she accepted as quick as a wink and tossing her slim little whip and the bag with the spangles to the broad back of hippo made a quick little run and a quick little bound twitched her toe-tips together just as riders always do at the circus and then ran straight to the seat in the midst of the animals now said she if you will pay the strictest attention i'll go on with the story but first who will tell me just how it began at this all the animals talked at one time and there arose such a din that the pretty lady put her two hands to her ears in direst despair order order shouted lion gracious what a racket giraffe since you were the only one who remained silent you may tell us the first part of the tale so giraffe took the chalk and going to the side of his house wrote these words many years ago that time animals mixed with own folks only wise monkey vargu by name thinking in tree leopard passes underneath signed giraffe exactly cried the lady you see the very wise monkey named vargu had been sitting there wondering why it was that the different kinds of animals could not be more sociable so when the leopard came in sight what do you suppose vargu did a most unheard of and a most daring thing he spoke to him now at first the leopard whose name was softfoot could not believe his ears so he kept straight on his way but vargu was determined he spoke once again and with that the leopard stopped full in his tracks and gazed at the monkey in utter 
amazement. Why? What does this mean? He called up to the other. You cannot speak to me. You are a monkey. Ah, answered Farku, but I can speak to you even if I am a monkey. And if you don't believe it, just listen to this. Hello, Mr. Leopard. Hello, hello, hello. And with that, he went scampering to the very top of the tree. For a moment, Softfoot made as if to spring into the tree, but he finally contented himself with blinking his eyes in a dazed sort of way, and then making off through the maze of the grass, shaking his head as he went. Yet try as he would, he could not forget what had happened. He thought of it as he was going to sleep, and he thought of it when he wakened. Then curiosity got the better of him, and the next afternoon found him trotting along beneath the very same tree. And there, as before, sat the monkey called Fargoo. Hi there, Mr. Leopard. Glad to see you again, shouted the monkey from his place up above. Better stop and visit a while. I know a mighty fine story. I don't want to hear it, snarled Stoffoot. Besides, as I warned you yesterday, leopards and monkeys can't speak to one another. Leopards talk to leopards, and that's enough. And away he went through the grass. Now, that very same night, when all the leopards were gathered together, Great Spot, biggest of them all, began to tell one of his stories. Some of the baby leopards were interested, but as for Softfoot, he had heard the tale so many times that he knew it by heart. So, putting his nose between his paws, he lay with his thoughts far away. He was thinking of the monkey who lived in the tree. He wanted to tell me a story, mused Softfoot. I wonder what it was about. And so, though leopards never, never had anything to do with any animals except their very own kind, it somehow happened that the following evening found Softfoot trotting along under the same tree again. There sat the monkey, but to Softfoot's surprise, he spoke not a word. So the leopard moved on to the deep grass beyond. But after a moment, he walked back again, and still the monkey uttered never a sound. For a third time he passed, and then Softfoot could stand the silence no longer. Well, he blurted, aren't you going to say anything? Now, at this precise moment, the monkey called Vargu did a far more daring thing than he had done when he first spoke to Softfoot. He made a great swing from the branch where he sat and landed plump under his visitor's nose. With a start of surprise, the leopard crouched back and for a moment he made as if he were going to leap off through the grass. Had he done so, I'm sure I don't know what might have come of this tale. Indeed, I'm afraid there might have been none to tell. For who knows but what, failing at this very time, Fargo might never have accomplished his plan. But without so much as moving one inch from the point he had reached on the ground when he swung, he calmly sat down and began to count on his toes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Long breath. Eight, nine, ten. Dear me, I wonder if I'm going to have enough, exclaimed he to himself just as if there wasn't another animal for miles and miles around. Then he picked up his left foot and began to use its toes for counters all over again. By this time, Softfoot had quite swallowed his snarl, and if he had been a house cat instead of a leopard, there is no telling what might have happened to him. 
for he was simply overcome with curiosity. 11, 12, 13, 14, continued Fargu. For goodness sake, 14 what? broke in Softfoot. Why, answered Fargu, looking up, stories, of course, 15, 16. Do you mean to say you know that many stories? demanded the leopard again, interrupting. Of course I do, replied the other. But since leopards can't talk to monkeys, you wouldn't be interested. 1920. But I am interested, protested Softfoot. Of course you are, said Farku as he dropped his foot and ceased counting. And I know that you know a whole lot of tales in which I would be interested. More than that, we both know that all the different kinds of animals know stories that they might tell one another if they only would and be a lot happier and a lot more sociable as a result. So why in the world don't we all get acquainted and be friends? We just can't, answered Softfoot. It isn't done. But we two are doing it, aren't we? Yes, admitted the other slowly. Well, argued Fargu. What we two can do, all the animals can do, if they only will. And I have a plan that I am sure will succeed. What do you say? Will you help me? The leopard sat thinking for fully a minute. Then he walked up and down several times beneath the tree. Aw, oh, come on, coaxed Barku. There's my paw on it, monkey, the other said finally. My name's Thoughtfoot. Mine's Vargu, the monkey answered gleefully. V-A-R-G-U, with the U silent, please. And now, suppose we climb into the tree so we can talk undisturbed. End of chapter 8